0: Saturday morning coffee with Reese Boyd. Reese Boyd is on right now. Talk 94.5. Oh, no, he
1: isn't. That bad boy, he's up in, uh, where is he, Yellowstone National Park or somewhere, trudging through the tundra with his family, uh, which is awesome. You know... Reese Boyd does not strike me as the rugged kind, but he surely is. Let oh, me yeah. tell you something. Good morning and welcome to Saturday Morning Coffee. I am Liz Callaway. I am so excited to be here with you, Glenn. I haven't seen you in a while.
2: I know. It's been a while.
1: Yeah. yeah. I know. How you been
2: doing? I'm doing good. Yeah? I'm good. It's nice having Javier yeah. Calloway and <laughs>
3: All right. <laughs> yes, it's good, good to, like to be here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> My hobby. Yes, I, I brought him in here. How are you, baby?
3: Uh, I'm great.
1: Okay, so tell them what been I did awake to you. Been away for
3: like... <laughs> Hours really well, she's <laughs> one of those that uh, we can nap early and we gotta be in the show, all right. We gotta leave by five. Five, all
1: right. We I thought started at six, yeah.
3: Oh, <laughs> so since three o'clock, didn't. yeah, you, you kind of forgot like, about a Alarm ring, ring, ring. It's like, get up, and get ready. <laughs> she comes back to me, like, honey. Made a mistake.
4: <laughs> hey, we got
2: time. Yeah, time. Yeah, there,
3: you go. I didn't think I was
4: ready to burn an hour.
3: Look at all the lights yeah. on and dogs running. Yeah, that's I what I time said. I said,
1: "Come on, honey, let's go. We yeah. have an hour."
3: Yeah.
1: And next thing I know, he's like,
3: <laughs> "No, i went back to sleep." <laughs>
1: I'm losing my touch, apparently. I I doubt it. (laughs) So, um, yeah, we are excited to be here. It is Saturday, August 7th. Um, We're going to be here for a couple of hours. And I don't know about you, but this whole vaccination passport thing (laughs) is a problem. Yes, it is. And I said, the one thing I said was the only people that are for vaccine passports and mandates are the people who actually got the vaccine. They Mm -hmm. couldn't care less.
2: Right.
1: And I get it. But the problem is, is that there is a larger message in the vaccine passport effort, um, the vaccine mandate effort. There is a huge message there. And if the vaccinated are just going to sit back and say, like, well, I don't care. I already got vaccinated. What do I care? It is a real problem. I, I, really, I really do believe. I am, like, terrified. Our own president doesn't even know how many people are vaccinated. Did you hear this? Yeah, thing? we were talking. Oh,
2: I was telling about that. But well, 350 million, right? Yeah, I have a
1: clip. Let me play it for you okay. on, on this uh, microphone here. Okay. Um, oh, wait. Now there's going to be an ad. Darn it! Uh, this happens right. to me every What's time. What's the ad for? Um, I don't know. <laughs>
4: we have uh, roughly 350 million people vaccinated in the United States. He's reading. And billions around the world, and virtually no one's died because of that vaccination. Really? Really? I said gone. again and again this virtually. is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Billions. So we have to get more people vaccinated. I said, well over, what's the number again? I remind myself He's reading 350 it. million Americans have already been vaccinated. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> they're, they're doing fine. <laughs>
3: What can
2: somebody just tell him? Where did you get that number?
1: Oh, what a idiot! <laughs> he I could mean... have
2: just gone to his phone and said, "How many people are in the United States?" <laughs> <laughs>
5: The population of the United States of America was
1: 328,239,000. Everybody's gotten vaccinated. <laughs> more than 100% vaccinated. And people race. that aren't
2: even born have gotten vaccinated. <laughs> that was classic, Glenn. <laughs> Case closed. <laughs> that was beautiful. Come on, <laughs> President Biden. You don't know about Google?
1: Okay, there's nobody else that bothers me more than Dr. Wen. Do you know Dr. Wen? Uh, and I,
2: I, I'm I to swear, remember.
1: I swear oh. CNN picked a Chinese... Yes. doctor yes that's female yes just to twist us (laughs) you know because they call it the asian flu she's a female she's asian and she's telling us we're all gonna die like 24 7 i mean this doctor it's it's just it's just poetic and funny so here she is telling you oh and then nicole wallace you know what she says she says getting a vaccine is like wearing a condom (laughs) <laughs> wait wait for it here
5: we go I'll be i'm not at all surprised I think we keep Mm. on talking about the unvaccinated in this one big category, but we actually know that there is a group, of course, that who are really seriously anti-vax, who think that there's some kind of government control (laughs) happening, they're the ones who are protesting. That's actually the minority. We have a huge middle Mm. group, if you will, Mm. who really just need to be pushed over the edge. And if they're told that there is a vaccine requirement for their work, they'll be able to get over that edge or even... Hold on a second. If they're told,
1: I love this, and mm-hmm. if, you you
5: know, you don't listen to what you're told. If there is a testing requirement for work and they're told that they have to get twice weekly testing told. or they can be vaccinated, they might see vaccination as the
1: easy and convenient choice. Oh, or not. Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> Sounds like abortion, right? Mm-hmm. It's the easy convenient choice yeah. you see just get vaccinated yeah. just give it to the baby right then yeah. you go back to work go back to your life and nobody will know and right Doesn't that's it the language
3: say. all the time yeah just, just yeah. get it done just, just do it just, yeah. just
1: do what you're told i think at some point we as a society have to
5: decide what are our values and, and maybe yeah. we need to start looking at not getting vaccinated as drunk driving as in you have the option if you want to be in private and be intoxicated or be unvaccinated but if you want to be out in public engaging with others You don't have a right to endanger other people's health. And so I I think it's time. But if you're vaccinated, what's the problem?
2: Yeah, because vaccinations work.
5: Right. What's the problem for us to really say that vaccination is something? Yes, it's something that protects you, but it's not just an individual choice because it's something that very much affects other people around you, including because we know about breakthrough infections. It also
1: impacts the vaccinated. So wait a minute. Let me get this straight. So if you're getting a breakthrough uh, illness, Mm -hmm. right, covid Mm -hmm. or any other Mm -hmm. illness for that matter, you're not getting hospitalized. You're not getting that sick. I mean, heck. All the people that got uh, the breakthrough infection, the Texas Democrats that are now where? In Denmark? They went to Denmark now on right. vacation? Okay, so... Lindsey Graham. All those people... But they're not, that's, they're not sick. No. I mean,
2: they're, they're sick, but they're They're not... testing positive. Okay. They're yeah.
1: testing positive.
2: Mild symptoms. So
1: what is the... Pro- okay,
5: so then what? why are you so worried? Especially those who are vaccinated and have young children or immunocompromised family members. It very much impacts our health and well-being, too.
3: Hmm.
1: So they're saying that the vaccinated are getting sick from the unvaccinated?
3: That's pretty much what they're saying. Can't someone
1: who's, and then, okay, wait, let me, let me get this straight. So the unvaccinated is getting the vaccinated sick. So they get a breakthrough infection, and then they can give it to their immunocompromised family member or children under 12 who cannot get vaccinated. How does that make sense? So, so that means that the vaccinated can get the unvaccinated sick. How about that? If, if the, if the, right? Yeah. So, so actually it's the vaccinated people that are dangerous because they're walking around thinking that they're, you know, poop don't stink because they can't get (laughs) sick. Right. So they're walking around getting the unvaccinated sick. So I think the vaccinated should stay home. Now listen to Nicole Wallace.
6: Oh, that's so interesting. I want to On the other side of the brain. I mean, the, okay. the unvaccinated is the new sort of people who drink and drive or don't wear sunscreen or don't practice it's safe sex. Up. That's an interesting great analogy.
1: question. I'm gonna get- great analogy. It's like practicing safe sex.
3: We practice safe sex. <laughs> we I've, do? I've never broken we anything, sure, so.
2: We make sure we put
1: pillows on the floor, right, honey? I don't
2: remember ever sure getting it's injured it's or anything, hurt. so i say, say I'm pretty safe.
1: <laughs> You fall out of bed. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I've never gotten hurt. You, you know. I think I'm pretty safe. You know, I, don't th- I don't think any partners ever oh, gotten hurt God. either. So I think <laughs> it's pretty. It's safe. not
3: like back in the day where you were swinging
2: <laughs> from For the chandelier. City. Oh, <laughs> I, wait. Yeah, I stopped with you swinging. Know. I'm like, I, I, me? No. You I know where? No.
1: Um, okay. So what in the world is going on? So now. Um, we have this problem on the border. Now, Javier has a unique perspective about this. <laughs> you know, not only because he swam across the Rio Grande, right, honey? I did. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't. long time ago. <laughs> no, he did not. He drove.
3: Of course I drove.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, Javi, Javier, you know, we, we've been watching. Every time this border uh, stuff comes up, right? Exactly. You get, like, all... <sighs> What is it that bothers you about the the whole border? One of the
3: things that bothers me the most is like, not that the people is coming, like, you know, they're Biden told them, okay, it's open. Border is open. No more border. You guys can just cross any time, of course. They say, like, no, no, not right now. You got to wait. But you have all these people coming over, crossing the border. First of all, they keep them locked for who knows how long time, how much time they'll keep them locked. But then... It's a this safe environment for them, all the kids. Mm-hmm. But then at the end, they just want to go and throw in them somewhere else that they don't care. You know, just, you know, throw just people dump 7,000 and right here, here yes. and 7,000 exactly. there. And, yeah. But not only that. Now they just let them go. Maybe they give him an appointment. We're going to see you in three months or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. come to court. If I remember right, you know, it was like one of the hardest things to do, you know, I was born and raised in Mexico, and you do everything legal. Mm-hmm. You don't just jump and say, oh, "I'm just gonna cross it, whatever, cross the border and live in another country." So you you go through the steps that you need to do to to become legal. Mm-hmm. And I have friends that even living like right on the border, it took him like 30 years to get their papers fixed and become an American citizen. And why do they have to wait 30 years when they can just cross the border? I mean, they just live there. Right. <laughs> They're already living there. Right. You know, but they never did because that's how you do things right. You know, and now you get these people coming from not just South America, but from all over the world, flying to Mexico and living in Mexico and growing up in Mexico. As long as you pay the money, it's just like <laughs> everybody just grabs the money and, and throwing their face away and, and, and you do things illegal. That's, that's how it, it works there.
1: What do you know about in Mexico um, about the coyotes and and the gangs and the drug cartel that prey upon these people? I mean, you haven't been in Mexico in a long time, but well,
3: yes, uh, I haven't been in Mexico for you know over thirty years. I've been here. Uh, we didn't have that problem. I mean, I'm talking back in the eighties. Uh, there was a lot of traveling from United States going back to Mexico, like and and people. We didn't really have that much of a problem, Uh, not even drugs. Uh, uh, That happened later, later, like Mm mid-90s when it started getting— The war on drugs. Yeah, (laughs) when you start with the war on drugs, and you're having all these people coming from South America and, you know, just all over South America, not just Colombia or or Chile or Venezuela. You know, it's people coming from all over the place. And they took over in some of the cities in Mexico— north of Mexico, and little by little, they were moving farther and farther up, and like, right now, they're like, as far as I know, they're on the border, but there's a reason that they're in the border, because that's how they, they can find more clients and help Mm. them cross the border, but is this going to be safe? I mean, these people are risking everything, Mm. but then again, all these people are trying to escape from their country, because they're getting killed by by their own people Mm. in their own country. So, not only kill, but abuse, most mm-hmm. most likely just abuse, and, and they're trying to find a better life for themselves and right. their families. Well, you,
1: you understand that, but then you see <laughs> that there's so many people that take advantage of that, and it is, um, it is a horrific humanitarian crisis right now. Exactly. It is 7.20 on the, oh, not the Liz <laughs> College, yeah. Saturday morning coffee. Uh, Reese Boyd is on vacation, the Reese Boyd radio show. Uh, he is on vacation, so we are uh, filling in. It's me and Javi. And, of course, Glenn Dye. No, died. it's me and Liz.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll be back in a moment, Cutie Pie. It's
7: my own. So I sing a song for the hustlers Trading at the bus stop Single mothers waiting on the jet to come young teachers Student doctors, sons on a
0: Saturday Morning Coffee. Call the show at eight four three nine zero three two nine four five. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour returns after these on Talk 94.5.
8: Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee. And we're here today talking with Scott Pyle of Pyle Financial Services. Scott, you and I have talked many times that there are lots of financial advisors in Myrtle Beach, but why would folks be well-served to contact Powell Financial Services if they need assistance with their financial planning?
9: Reese, it really begins when they walk through the door. As fiduciaries, we put their interest above our own. We're not just a bunch of advisors competing with one another. What we do is we wrap the entire organization around their family, helping them navigate today and their future with a high level of comfort and confidence.
8: Folks, that's great financial advice from Scott Pyle and Pyle Financial Services, aligning wealth with purpose. Call them anytime at 843-945-4480 or reach them online at pilefinancialservices.com.
10: Securities and advisory services offered through Prospera Financial Services. Member FinRocific.
8: Saturday
0: morning coffee. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours, full hours, on Talk
4: 94.5. Oh, yeah. Ooh.
1: 7.24 on Saturday morning coffee. Yeah, it's Saturday. You know, I'm trying not to be so serious, but I can't help it.
3: <laughs> You're serious? <laughs> You gotta be kidding me! I
1: don't tell, tell Javi. Am I a goofball most of the time?
3: Most of the time.
1: Most of the time. I'm just a big goofball.
2: And Do you start reading or listening to news then? And
1: then I get angry.
2: Yeah. I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kids, but now they're all closed. <laughs> That's right. So I guess I'll never grow up.
1: Uh, you know, I I was uh, interviewing um, a man that I saw at the South Carolina Tea Party Convention in 2016. Okay. His name name is Trevor Loudon, and I interviewed him. He's an expert in communism. He's originally from New Zealand, which has become very socialist, and he lives in America. Um, And uh, he's been studying communism, socialism, Marxism for 40 years. Mm -hmm. He's been tracking it in the United States. He's been sounding the alarm. And in 2016, I swear, everything he said, that I I had no idea existed, right, that was going on. The certain people in our government that are actually communists, he was so right on, and everything he said came to fruition. So now he told us, you know, um, so now I learned, you know, to listen to him, you Mm -hmm. know, and be like, he scared the heck out of me back then. And and I've interviewed him over the years, and I invited him back on because of what was going on in Cuba. But he told me something that was very interesting, and we were just speaking about Mexico, is that, the um president obrador communist in Mexico. But I, I That's I, not I asked, how he started. That's mm-hmm. not how he started. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: He started as a populist president. Right.
3: And that's where a lot of people still because I, I just talked to my mother this last week and I asked that question. And uh, you know, how much of the people like really knows, you know, that communists Things that he's doing, and they said, "No, no, no, no. He's he's not like that. He's all about the the people. Hmm. He's for the people." Mm-hmm. And
1: he calls himself a social democrat, like a Bernie Sanders. That is the biggest farce, right? Because yes. they they try and make it sound like they're for the people. Whenever they say it's the people's land, it's the people. They don't mean the people. They put the government down on the people level. They try to say like. The government is the people. It belongs to all of us, the government. And that's how they trick you.
3: Mm-hmm. And it's so easy for them to do it in Mexico uh, uh, because of the the very low incomes that they have for most of the people there. And, and it don't matter how many degrees you have. They always keep you with this. The, the government controls the pace. It tells you how much you're going to get paid. Oh, you can not come ridiculous. with a company. Hmm. Let's say, for instance, I remember back in the 80s, you come with a company like General Motors will come over and will build their factory. And then they say, okay, we're not going to pay, you know, the 99 cents minimum wage per hour. We're just going to uh, uh, pay, you know, we can pay even more than that. They say, so, no, 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 you cannot pay that much. We're going to tell you how much you're going to pay because then we can't compete with what you're paying. So they control how much they're going to pay.
1: Even when the people from Mexico get hired in America, right?
3: Exactly. Yeah, they, mm-hmm. they get. They, I, I have family that travel all over the world, and he's well. He 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 have worked with uh, all the programming of the robots, and you know, with the cars. Everything is now. Before it used to be like lines, and everything was by hand. Now it's all robots. Everything is work, but is is like. By computers and robots, and they use programmed the robots, and he's been traveling all over the world for the last maybe four or five years now, and they send him to different places and he keeps coming back to America he keeps coming back over here, but I was like, you know it's very nice that you you're coming over here you you might be getting paid a lot of money, you know it's just like actually they pay me pesos, they pay me like americ- mexican money they don't give me huh. they they their pay is like if you think about it. I try to make the math on what he gets paid and he gets paid maybe like thirty dollars a day. Hmm. And they pay their foods. And they charge an over two, three hundred dollars an hour for these people hmm. to work here just because they do the contracts and they move the people from different places.
1: And that's because that's how China operates. So Um, I learned a very uh, valuable lesson from a cab driver in the Bahamas one time. They were building the... I was there. (laughs) Yeah. I remember. I heard
2: this story, yeah. The
1: Del Mar, I forget what it it was. It was the Baham... Well, it was the Chinese response to the Atlantis, Mm -hmm. okay, which is Mm -hmm. a massive resort there. And they were building this hotel, I forget when, but, you know, like 15 years ago. And it was a man from Dubai, And he was building this massive answer to the Atlantis. And he got his funding from the Chinese government. So he went to the Chinese government. He says, hey, I want to build this hotel. And they said, okay, it's going to be $4 billion. So he's like... OK. Yeah. I, you know, he, he told them, he says, this is what I want it to look like. It's going to have pools. It's going to be this. I mean, he like he bought like a whole island. You know, beautiful.
3: Photo. It's beautiful.
1: It's spectacular. Right. So he's te- he's telling him, he says, it's going to be four billion dollars. So the Chinese government said, OK, we'll we'll um, we'll give you that money. And he's like, great. And so now he thinks he's going to build this hotel. But that's not what happened. So what the Chinese government did was they came to the Bahamas. They built barracks for all the Chinese slaves to come, and they sent all these Chinese slaves over, put them in the barracks, and then they were supplying all the materials. They shipped them (laughs) over. They used Chinese-made materials, Chinese workers. Not a single Bahamian was hired. Hmm. So the Bahamian people were like,
7: are you kidding me? Yes. Okay? And the guy
1: from Dubai is like, this is shoddy work. I don't want that material. I wanted this. I wanted that. I, I'm borrowing the money. I want to spend the money the way I want. So they said, Chinese government said, no, you cannot. You have to use our workers and our, our materials. Uh-huh. So he said, you know what? I'm out. So he left. And that, that remained 70% done for years. Wow. And when I was in the Bahamas a few years back, it was still like that. Um, then <laughs> we missed the boat. And the only no, but hotel. we had a beautiful
3: trip to the Bahamas. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah, I was going to say, that's the way I remember it. <laughs> so we, yeah. we
1: missed the ship, and we end up getting, getting a flight right. to the Bahamas directly. And Sandra from AAA says, hey, the only room I can get available is right here. And it ended up being that hotel. So I was like, oh, wow, it got done? The Belle de Mar, I forget the, what the name of it is. So we went and we stayed, and I asked the cab driver what happened. And he said the Chinese government came and finished it. Huh. So the, it's, oh, it's Chinese-owned, oh, and China. that's what they're doing. They're buying up our farmland. Mm-hmm. They're controlling our food supply. Them and Bill Gates. Bill Gates is like the number one farmland owner in the United States of America. He's bought up like hundreds of thousands of acres of farmland. I believe it's
3: the world. He buys, I, yeah. I think it's the world, like everywhere. yeah. Yeah, no,
2: just America.
1: So Bill Gates and China are buying up all our farmland. What does that tell you?
2: Well, he wants to grow um, plant-based cows. Yeah.
0: You know, <laughs> just
2: plan them They are grow up already. in the field
1: Yeah. eat yeah. right. plants it, right. <laughs> it is 7.32, we need a quick break We'll yeah, we be do. back in a moment Saturday morning coffee, Liz Calloway I filling do. in with Javi And of course, Glenn Dye We'll be back
4: They some tightly Flowing like an Daily will it ever stop y'all I don't know Turn off the lights and i go to the extreme, i rock and mic like a man. i light up the stage and watch a jump
11: like a can-do dance.
0: Local news and more. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. More Reese means more coffee. Coming up next on Talk 94.5.
8: Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee. And we're here today talking with Greg Sisson of the Greg Sisson team. So
7: how do you coach a buyer who's involved in an environment where there are multiple offers being submitted? Because most of these deals are going multiple offers, Reese. You've got to have a buyer that absolutely has to have the property, meaning the motivation is there. Going in strong with terms and price is the way you win in this market. So Greg, how do you work to ensure that your clients don't pay too much? The law of supply and demand says when there's not much of something available and tons of demand, prices have to go up. But if the home meets their needs and they have to buy today, we're not going to let them overpay, but they need to do what it takes to win.
8: Great real estate advice from Greg Sisson. Reach Greg and the Greg Sisson team at 843-251-269 Three, or you can schedule your appointment online at gregsisson.com. The Greg Sisson Team, your choice for real estate experts here along the Grand Strand. Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese
0: Boyd Radio Hour, on Talk 94.5. It
1: is Saturday Morning Coffee. Reese Boyd is on vacation. Uh, he is hiking through yellowstone national park with his beautiful family
3: i i I don't think i will adventure to go jack we're not going
1: out on any more excursions with reese every time we go someone loses an eye
2: he said uh, you want to go to the hulk with me and i said you know ride ride the mountain bike on the hulk and i said do you need to wear a helmet there? And he's like, oh, yeah, you definitely need a helmet. And I'm like, yeah, I'm probably not going to go there. <laughs> yeah. and the worst mistake you can make, follow
3: that kid. His kid? I did. Little RB4? <laughs> Little RB4. <laughs> Sounds like a rifle to me. <laughs>
1: huh. Yeah, right? Yeah. It's <laughs> a good point, baby. It's
3: yeah. yeah. an but RB4. New from Winchester, the RB4. Biden's
1: going to take our RB4s. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah you know... Uh, <laughs> He took us he he belongs to the Freedom Boat Club, you know. Right. Reece? And he says, Hey, um, you know, we gotta take you out on the boat. We gotta take you out on the boat. Bah, 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 bah. So one day he calls up and he says, i am gotta take you out you guys out on the boat. <laughs> so we, we go to the Wakiwachi <clears throat> marina. I love saying that. So we go to the Wakawachi Marina and um we get all, you know, in our little
3: Let's you feel right
1: nautical Beautiful. outfits. You know, <laughs> his kids are there, they're adorable, his wife is so sweet, yeah. Leela. And uh, we get on the boat, and she has her little, you know, chest of uh, cooler full of stuff and everything. And we get, I don't know, five seconds into the water. (laughs) And, and And I was telling him all morning, I said, Risa, I... Are you sure we're going? Because uh, you know the weather report says, and he's like, "No, it's blue skies here." And I said, "But, but Reese, it says like it like at twelve o'clock when we're going, it's going to be no, no. Every time this happens, I go outside and I'm so mad we didn't get on the boat because it's blue skies. And I was like, "All right." So when then now we're getting in the car, and it's like literally like raining where we are,
6: right? Mm-hmm. Well, and it drops, not too bad.
1: And I said, I call him up, I go. Are you sure you're going? Yes, come, come. So we got five seconds into the uh, intercoastal.
3: And it's and this, rain.
1: <laughs> it was like drizzling, and then it was like
3: well, a we hurricane. Make it, we made it to the Sandy Island, though.
1: <laughs> we made it to Sandy Island. And walk to the, the other island.
3: side. You know, no, we walked a a little, about place. five minutes. Mm-hmm. Took a couple of pictures. Look at the sky. <laughs> we and better get going. <laughs>
1: then there we thunder gray, and lightning. Gray. It was like the SS Minnow.
3: Well,
2: we're that's why trouble. I do the weather on Saturday morning coffee, Reese. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <clears throat> and then we he drove back. Well, I mean, we went back in the boat against the storm. Came. The storm was like coming right in front of it
1: us. It actually <laughs> was hurting our face. It was oh. hitting us so hard. Uh, and is
2: it, uh, were you on a pontoon boat by any yes. chance? Yes. Okay. I've, I've been there in the Chesapeake Bay. Yeah. Uh, to well, the point uh, where your that you're... pontoon was very fast. <laughs> and did you get cold?
1: <laughs> oh, yes. We yeah. were covered up. Yeah. We were trying our best. to. And... Yeah.
2: <laughs> it can be hot as can be, and then that rain starts so hard, and it's hitting you, and you're getting soaking wet, and the wind, yeah, and the wind chill just for your body, it just cools and, down. And then we're almost there. We're almost there. Yeah.
1: <laughs> keep going. We were absolutely drenched. It was the funny, and I laughed all the way home, and I took video. And he goes, "Don't you dare ever post that." <laughs> And it is like the best blackmail video. (laughs) And we were just, I was just, I just lost it. And I think Lila was kind of happy because I was laughing. Right. Because most people would probably be like. (laughs) So I took video and I was like, Reese, I literally think. You're on a mission to kill us because every time we go somewhere,
2: someone almost
1: dies. Exactly. <laughs> like...
2: well, my brother-in-law bought a pontoon, and then he added a. He bought a second-hand pontoon to, to use for parts, and he took one of the pontoons off and put it down the middle of the pontoon oh. boat. And I said, "Why Can you do that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for more stability and more flotation uh-huh. on the Chesapeake <laughs> Bay." And I said, "Why do you do that?" And he said, "Well, if you run into a storm, it's better." And I'm like. Pontoon and storm never go together <laughs> in the same sentence. No way. So I don't, I don't understand the philosophy know there. Just in case. No. But when we were coming back and we hit that storm, it was. Well, nonetheless, we had great. fun, though. You know, we laugh. Uh, water splashing up over the front. Oh, Everybody's I, getting soaking wet. And-
1: I never laughed so hard. That was. It was actually very comical. <laughs> Speaking of water sports, I don't know if you saw this. Um, the South Carolina Parks and Recreation and Tourism um, will partner with SCETV, you know that educational TV, to film an episode of their award-winning docu-series called Go For It about water sports in Myrtle Beach on August Ooh, 31st. We that, honey. Look, honey, it's the it's the banana boat I told you we should go on. You see that? It's
3: a white banana.
1: It's a white banana boat. Well, who has white bananas? It also uses, um, it says here, it allows us to showcase iconic and unique South Carolina vacation experiences across each of the South Carolina tourism regions. Um, this Grand Strand episode will be included in our second season, which is currently in production. Go For It features a variety of adventures and destinations across South Carolina. Um, and it's a, uh, you know, it's a, uh, a fun thing to do. So they're going to work with Downwind Sales, Water Sports, and Visit Myrtle Beach um, to make the episode. Season 2, Go For It, is expected to air this fall. And uh, you can find it on Discover South Carolina's social media channels, website, and YouTube. It's shared across all of the TV's digital uh, channels. Are
2: they looking for volunteers or something?
1: <laughs> have you ever gone on the banana boat?
2: I have not. I've, I've oh. used the suntan oil though.
1: Yeah, right. Listen, we need. To, that would be an amazing bonding experience.
2: I bet. Because that You're was. with nobody. I w-
1: <laughs> we. I went. I took my kids, and my daughter bounced off the back of it because we were all looking. They, they pull you on a jet ski. Uh-huh. And then you're on yeah. this banana boat and you're sitting on it like a horse, right. holding on like a bronco, right. like for dear life. And <laughs> and you're bouncing on the waves and you're way out, like for me that's way out, right? So and you have a life jacket on or whatever. And um we saw a leatherback turtle, sea turtle, swimming out there and we're all like, Wow, boom, 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 boom <laughs> trying to look, you know, and we're bouncing all around. So my daughter's looking and she must have been like, I don't know, sixteen years old 15 years old at that point she bounced off the back and the impact ripped her ba- bathing suit bottoms off
2: oh wow <laughs> <And> <laughs> they and the right to, then you got to get back on and straddle <laughs> a banana boat. Hmm.
1: so i was like i was like oh no and i'm afraid of the ocean so i ain't jumping in there
2: well and, and where are you <laughs> gonna find a bathing suit bottom in an ocean
1: <laughs> right? well the bathing suit bottom started like floating around and i see her little butt and i was like Oh my God! And and the the bottom is like over there, drifting away. I was like, Emily, go swim, get it. You know, it was it was very comical. Oh. So the, the so the uh, jet ski guy had to swim, uh, you know, Here. ride around and get it and throw it to her and put it on so she can come back on the boat. Wow! But um, we we laughed so much. Uh. It was so funny, and my hands were so tired. Let's do it. Let's up. do it, honey.
2: I wanna you want to do it? Yeah. How about the parasailing? I've done, done that.
1: that yeah. yeah. Have you done that? Uh.
3: No, I haven't done it, but it don't look that exciting. I would like to jump from that plane.
2: You know what's exciting is when jump they come loose and they they yeah. when the when the parachute comes loose from the boat and then it hits a, a hotel or something. Yeah, that's, that's exciting. That's exciting. <laughs> you might die, but it was it was so damn you exciting. Had to land in the water. It's yeah.
1: well, <laughs> let me tell you, the ones that they have here, they unravel you from the boat. Mm-hmm. I did one in Fort Myers, Florida, in the eighties where they pull you off the beach. Right. You're literally standing with <laughs> <Yeah>. the parachute <laughs> behind ooh, you. That
3: was oh, back in the day, and honey. And
1: this, this guy <laughs> in Australia is like, <laughs> I didn't even know what he was saying. He was speaking English and I was like, "Wait, what what?" And he goes, "When you come down, when you come down, make sure you don't get tangled in the ropes." I'm like, "What ropes?" Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And then and then all of a sudden I see it was like a cartoon. I see the <laughs> the <laughs> rope just starting to pull oh. out fast cuz <laughs> I was getting pulled by a boat off the beach, right. and now I'm trying to run with the boat into the water. I'm like, what is happening? And I'm like, is this thing going to lift up? Like, when is this? I, I know I'm going to be dragged face first through the ocean here. I didn't know if the the, the parachute, but the guy, I guess, was holding it and getting the
2: the air and it. So yeah. That, yeah, and then
1: I had to land in the ocean. Like they literally stop the boat, and you go like drifting down into the ocean. And that's what he was talking and then about. They
3: pull you back.
1: Don't <laughs> get tangled in the ropes because the ropes are literally <laughs> around your neck. You imagine this, right? Yeah. So the yeah. parachute's coming down, and as it's coming down, you land it in the water. Like you don't even know how deep the water is. Right. And the ropes are like swishing around. I almost hung myself in the parachute. I said, this is crazy. And, like, now I see it. It's, like, from the boat. I'm like, all right.
3: I can just picture that rope going. <laughs>
1: it's like a cartoon. I'm like, "Hey, what is he saying? He's giving me all these instructions in Australian. Uh-huh. Oh, my I'm God. I'm like, dude. Speak English.
2: Don't they speak I, English
3: in Australia?
2: <laughs> they do, but it's got a little bit of an accent to it. <laughs> <laughs> What's know? wrong with that? I Don't get yourself caught up, up in M.R.A. That means yeah. they're
3: bilingual. That's all it is.
1: Oh, yeah, right. i sure
3: you got
2: a knife with you.
1: <laughs> That's what I needed. Yeah. For the croc? <laughs> For, <laughs> For croc, the croc. Walk about, For the croc. For <laughs> oh,
2: walkabout.
1: All right. It is 746. Um, all right. We have to get back to more. Will you? Um, will you take a booster shot, Glenn? Don't answer me yet. Will you take a booster shot. That's what they're talking about. The FDA is laying out a national strategy for the COVID-19. They're saying um, shot one, shot two. Not enough. You need the third one.
7: Get vaccinated. Oh, my God. Vax, vax, vax. I'd rather
2: have tequila.
7: We'll be back in a moment. He's a molecular biologist. He's not in it for the money. He's a nice guy. And he speaks well and I do well to be more like him. Milo is your best
0: friend. Saturday morning coffee. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. More Reese coming up next on Talk 94.5.
8: Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee. And we're here today talking with Scott Pyle of Pyle Financial Services. Scott, we've talked many times about how life is so uncertain these days. We're coming out of a pandemic. There's a transition in the administration. So much uncertainty in the world. How does Pyle Financial Services assist its clients in coping with such uncertain times?
9: Well, Reese, we have developed and refined a proprietary process that we call the Wealth Audit. It helps families prepare for what we believe can be some Of the most significant legislative and investor related changes coming next year. This is the year to plan. Folks,
8: I encourage you to reach out. That's great financial advice from Scott Pyle. It's Pyle Financial Services. Reach them anytime at 843 945 4480 or find them online at pilefinancialservices.com It's Pile Financial Services, aligning wealth with purpose.
10: Securities and advisory services offered through Prospera Financial Services. Member finra Sipik.
0: You're listening to the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, Saturday morning coffee on Talk 94.5.
1: would apply for all vaccinated people. A decision for those who are immunocompromised and face a greater risk from the virus is expected sooner. That's what they're saying. The U.S. has not yet recommended booster shots for individuals who have been vaccinated for COVID-19, but Biden administrations have repeatedly asserted that if a booster shot is recommended, the U.S. will have the supply personnel and capacity to roll it out efficiently. Now, as you know, the World Health Organization has already said no to the third shot, the booster shot. And uh, I was wondering why. I said, "Whoa." I guess they don't believe in the vaccine. And, and then I read a little further and it was different uh, reason why they did the World Health Organization doesn't believe that people should be getting a third shot right now, a booster shot, because they believe that the rest of the world should be vaccinated first before you start giving the rich people in the world uh, a third shot. So uh, it has nothing to do with your health. It's it's more about, you know, spreading out the vaccine. So. I was wondering, for those of you who are vaccinated, and um, some of you, you know, your doctors told you to get vaccinated. You decided to get vaccinated. Are you willing to get the third shot? You know, you're hearing about these breakthrough infections. Are they really getting people sick? See, this is what I believe. I believe we have a testing problem. We're over-testing people. So people get you know, exposed to COVID, they freak out. They go get tested, but we know
3: those tests don't work, honey. Those I know. We, I, I lived that. I went sick as a dog,
2: and the test was negative both times. Right, I, I and we hardly We inventor, had the same thing. The inventor of that test said it was not. It's,
1: it's not to, for not, diagnosis reasons. Exactly. It's to, it's to look at the DNA composition, and the amplification shouldn't be over thirty. So mm-hmm. if you don't see a virus at thirty you know, amplifications. You don't keep going to 45 until you see something. right? Because everybody's carrying something. Something, right. And vaccinated people can be exposed to the the virus. They could have particles in their nose, but it doesn't mean they have the virus or they have COVID-19. See, it's like HIV and AIDS. You could have HIV, but you don't have AIDS. You can have coronavirus, you know, SARS-CoV-2, But you don't have COVID-19. COVID-19 is the disease. Okay, so we're getting confused on purpose. Sure. Mm -hmm. They're purposefully confusing us. And now they're freaking everyone the heck out about the breakthrough infections so that vaccinated puts pressure on the unvaccinated. They create mandates for the unvaccinated. They shame you into doing it. And so now they're telling all the vaccinated people, you're getting the breakthrough infections because the unvaccinated are giving it to you. And they're causing mutations because they're continuing to pass it back and forth to each other, which is causing it to mutate. And now you're going to have to get a third shot.
2: This is what they're doing. Oh, yeah. And eventually it's going to be the doomsday version. What is going be right to benefit is- or having another
3: shot? I mean, it's just yeah. like now you're immune for good.
1: No. <laughs> and I think that's what's happening. People were all getting vaccinated in February, March, and April. And now we're in August. I think it's worn off.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most
3: well, likely. And, it's like... and you
2: figure the airlines, if they started requiring a, a passport, it would be the Delta passport. That would stand for don't even let them aboard. <laughs> <laughs> so if you didn't have the vaccine. All right. That with. was a good one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's two for Glenn. Um I am telling you that. There is something brewing here, and it's absolutely insane. And I just love that our governor, who is not as uh, flashy flashy pants as DeSantis, Laura, yeah. and I like it. I like it. I, in the beginning, I was like, "Hey, why is DeSantis getting all the attention?" Mm-hmm. I like that we're under the radar mm-hmm. because our numbers are very low. Okay, um, for c- COVID and whatever. Um, DeSantis and Abbott are being targeted because they are contenders for 2024. That's why no one's paying attention to McMaster and trying to destroy him. So it's good. We're under the radar. Every time they talk about these states that are like a trouble, um, they always are talking about other states and they never mention South Carolina. Now, our governor never shut down this state and um, they never shut down our state. And why did DeSantis get all this credit? Because he was shut down and then he opened Okay, so we never had to, like, open, like, officially. You know, what was going on was locally, our local government. So DeSantis is getting all the arrows right now, but that's okay. I love what he's doing to Biden because Biden can't keep up. (laughs) So I wanted to play this clip of what happened when Governor, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, President Biden was asked a question about when uh, Kamala Harris, the vice president, and President Biden both said, The governors have to get out of the way if you're not going to comply and do what we tell you to do to 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 force your people to comply in your state. Then just get out of the way because all these mask mandates that they say you can't make a mask mandate. Right. So here's what. um, (laughs) So DeSantis answered back and he says, I'm not going to get out of your way. I'm going to stand in your way and protect the people here. And this is what. When a reporter told Biden that that's what DeSantis said, this is what he responded.
7: In the way to block the he said, I am in the way. <laughs>
1: so Biden said, Governor who? <laughs> 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 Governor who? Trying to be funny. All right. And here was because uh, he was like, what do you think about Governor DeSantis saying that I'm going to stand in your way? Right. Mm-hmm. Protect the people of the state of Florida. Here's what DeSantis had to say after Biden said, Governor who?
12: (laughs) Well, uh, I guess I'm not surprised that that Biden doesn't remember me. Um, I guess the question is, is what else has he forgotten? Uh, (laughs) Biden's forgotten about the crisis at our southern border, I can tell you that. Uh Uh, Biden has forgotten about the inflation that's biting the budgets of families all throughout our country Uh, Biden has forgotten about the demonstrators who were fighting for freedom down in Cuba. And Biden's even forgotten about the Constitution itself, as we saw with what he did with this moratorium. And I can just tell you I'm the governor who protects parents and their ability to make the right choices for their kids' education. I'm the governor who protects the jobs and education and businesses in Florida by not letting the federal government lock us down. I'm the governor who. Answers to the people of Florida, not to bureaucrats in Washington.
1: Mic drop again. (laughs) Uh, By the way, Biden, um, I mean, uh, DeSantis has also issued a rule to protect parents' rights, including opting out of masking in school. Who did that? Governor McMaster. He's already done that. Um, But they've also are allowing money to go with the student. So if the student is in a school feeling pressured about wearing masks and all that, they can take their money and use it as a voucher to go to a private school. So DeSantis um, is uh, acting very presidential.
3: That's Mm -hmm. great. That's Mm -hmm. great news. And uh, hopefully people will be paying attention. and, And when the time comes, you know, just try to support them.
1: Have you noticed Trump's been very quiet?
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, just for a couple of days. You gotta take a you know, weekend off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, hey listen, we'd love to hear your texts uh, if you wanna text us on the PCRXcomputers.com text line, eight four three seven nine eight talk seven nine eight eight two five five. We'll be back.
0: Thanks for waking up with Saturday morning coffee. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk
9: 94.5. can keep my hands to myself.
1: Ooh, did you play that because of hobby? <laughs> <laughs> Good morning. Welcome. Saturday morning coffee. Reese Boyd is on a mountaintop somewhere with his beautiful family. And uh, this is Liz Callaway filling in with Glenn Dye and Javier Lopez presente <laughs> presente. oh my gosh it is 806 on saturday morning it is august 7th um hey what what i you know i do the same thing to nick all the time what's the weather today
2: oh uh actually 75 degrees right now as you're heading out we've uh, had some heavy rain this morning uh but Did the you hear rain hear thunder
1: had a, last night
2: yeah we had a uh, matter of fact ed piotrowski was out of bed at 330 you know we've had a little bit excuse me
1: 345 um,
2: Oh, you saw that?
6: I saw it. Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so we get a little reprieve from the rain right now, but you can expect more showers to continue this afternoon. Uh, some of them could be heavy and uh, into the evening, but guess what? Tomorrow, 20% chance of rain, I believe. Uh, oh. we got 60% today, 30% tomorrow, uh, 85 today, 87 tomorrow. And then after we get through uh, with this today, really all week, 20% chance of afternoon oh, showers. Oh, good. That's it, the beauty of living by the beach. Mid eighties. Yeah,
3: can't <laughs>
2: enjoy complain. the it was, storms. It was really nice having that cooler weather, you know, over the past two days. We we actually got down to the high sixties. Yeah. Overnight, which you know was very refreshing, but it don't last long here at the coast.
1: <laughs> it was so humid last mm-hmm. night. I oh my gosh, we can were, barely walk. It, yeah, re- it really moved, it really just
2: comes back in and smacks you. you yep. know. And that's <laughs> basically because that cold front was sitting off the coast. It's moved back in on us, and that's filtering up some hot, moist air from. <laughs> Florida. I think yeah.
1: he's a frustrated meteorologist or something. Oh, I definitely am. <laughs> you are? Well, oh,
2: I, come say something. I, I always wanted to be Glendai, the weather guy. But you know, <laughs> the, the math, the math. Uh, I, I guess. I don't know why, but I, that's really the direction I should have gone. But, you should have. Yeah. All right. I dig weather.
1: Okay. Well, you're doing it now. So there you go. Yeah. Um, hey, listen. Speaking of uh, smacking you back in the face and coming back, it's this COVID thing. It just never stops. Um, I wanted to, to, you know, Dr. Marty McCurry. Um, is always on Fox News, and he is just. Um, I have a clip from him here, but you have a clip for him, um,
12: mm-hmm.
1: uh, Glenn, and it it was about natural immunity. Now, people who have had COVID may have had it a couple of times. I mean, I think I, in my estimation, I tested positive once, um, but I was really sick like three times, and it could have been COVID. Who mm-hmm. knows? Um, I'm not, you it's know, one. Pretty of those, hard to tell. It is pretty hard to tell. But we all had, like, this sinus infection thing going on. You you Definitely well. didn't
2: have
0: the flu, though, because <laughs> there was no flu last year. You <laughs> get on out of here now. And,
1: and you know, I, I mean, you have heard about the CDC talking about the PCR tests, yep. right? Yep. And saying that they can't differentiate coronavirus from the flu using the PCR tests. And that's why... <laughs> Everybody was scratching their heads, and they were like, how did the flu disappear? Oh, mm-hmm. well, you if you take every positive test for a virus and call it COVID, yep. then that's where the flu went.
2: <laughs> now, the inventor of the PCR test uh, mysteriously died.
1: A long time ago. Yeah. Yeah.
2: They just can't figure he it out He was speaking
1: anymore. out against Fauci mm-hmm. yeah. um, because the HIV test right. was... Being used, uh, they were using the PCR test to do the HIV test. And he was saying that is the improper use of the PCR test. It's not a diagnostic tool. Um, And then the CDC just came out and said, hey, we need to use a different test because we can't differentiate between coronavirus and the flu so hmm. we need a a multi-panel test we're like a year think,
3: and a half late when, do, wait you, though, yeah. when do you think they're gonna figure that out this <laughs> is yeah. like been going on for over a year yeah.
1: all right so uh the question is if you have natural immunity do you need a vaccine and the biden administration says absolutely you do because we don't know how long natural immunity lasts and i say well i don't know how long the vaccine will last right Maybe that's why we're getting all these breakthrough infections.
3: Yeah.
2: I want to go give blood not to just help people and save lives, of course, Mm -hmm. but I want to know if I have the antibodies.
1: Right. So first they they take the regular blood from you and you get that result and then they ask you to come back and give the plasma. Um, And that's what happened to us. But then I passed out when I was giving blood, so I'm not allowed to go back anymore. And I'm not allowed to go either because
3: it might happen to me. I know. Exactly. (laughs) All right. who's going to cuss (laughs) me?
1: I know. Javi caught me. Yeah, I almost cracked my head open. Wow! I totally right, honey. Yeah, I, I totally know, like, went down you went
2: after you gave. You got up and got a head rush and passed out. Pretty much, uh, yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. I,
1: I I was really really passed out.
2: Yeah. They <laughs> say was, you should really hydrate before you go. Yep. A, but I
1: thought I did, and I really 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 passed out. Yeah. <laughs> I was gone. For, I was out for so long. They sent me to the hospital. Hmm. That's how long I was out. But we're still getting bills. It was the nicest sleep ever. <laughs> it was like thirty five thousand dollars.
3: Really? Yeah. No For joke. For like four hours. <laughs> huh.
1: Yeah. Ambulance ride, all this stuff. The Red Cross had to pay it because mm. it happened there. Thank God. But, I mean, could you imagine? No. That's crazy, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Let's, um, let's- um,
5: Marty McCarty.
1: Yes. Dr. McCarty.
9: Yeah, we talk about what next steps that might happen from the administration. Is it your sense, Dr. McCary, if you were guiding this, that you would leave the vaccinated people alone and maybe leave
12: those people with immunity who had COVID alone and focus on those with no immunity? Well, one of the greatest failures of our current public health guidance is the complete and inexplicable ignoring of natural immunity from prior infection. A recent study out of Israel just found that if you have natural immunity the level of protection is 6.7 times greater than from vaccinated immunity now i'd never recommend anyone go out there and get the infection in order to get natural immunity but Mm. when you get natural immunity when you've recovered you have antibodies to the entire surface of the virus all the nooks and crannies the entire surface not Mm. just the spike protein so the immunity may be better and we've got to accept that when we have mandates and requirements for vaccination we should change that to Requirements for immunity and count natural immunity. Yeah. Very
2: interesting, huh? Yeah, and nooks and crannies. I didn't know they existed except on an English muffin.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So there you go. (laughs) It starts to make you think, and I don't know if I told you to uh, play the next one, uh, 69, but uh, Laura Ingram had on Dr. Byron Brittle, and they keep talking about there's a pandemic of the unvaxxed. So this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. So they're saying everybody that's in the hospital are the unvaccinated people. Um, I was just reading an article in the Post and Courier. There's a person in the hospital right now that is unvaccinated, right? They caught, Mm. just like I said, I was just reading it. They caught the virus from their vaccinated friend. Their vaccinated friend had a breakthrough infection.
6: Wow. And
1: Mm. they got sick. They were unvaccinated. And now they're on 90% 90% oxygen at the hospital battling covid pneumonia. So to me the vaccinated are the ones posing the threat?
3: Yeah, cuz they're walking around thinking that they're totally safe yeah. and
1: spreading their Yeah,
3: spreading it all over to boogies. the boogies.
1: Sh-
2: they're shedding. Is what people. they call the it, right? Shedding. Yes. <laughs> shedding, yes.
1: <laughs> all right, so let's play this by Dr. Byr- Byron Brittle.
10: Okay. This is becoming a pandemic of the unvaccinated. We are seeing an outbreak
4: of the unvaccinated. I want to be crystal clear about what's happening in the country today. We have a pandemic of the unvaccinated.
6: Okay, the echo chamber. But is that true? The Biden administration has been citing data that 99 percent of COVID deaths and 95 percent of hospitalizations are among the unvaccinated. Well, it turns out that statistic is grossly misleading, something the CDC director Mm -hmm. inadvertently admitted today. Those data
1: were data that um, were from analyses in several states from uh, January through June and didn't reflect the data that we have now from oh. the Delta variant. We
6: are actively working to update oh. those in the context of the Liars. Delta variant.
7: Oh, of course.
6: Really? Well, a vast majority of this country was unvaccinated, Rochelle, for the first four months of the year. Thus, the numbers would obviously skew toward those dying and hospitalized being in that category. So, Why is the CDC skewing the data? Joining us now is Dr. Byron Bridle, (laughs) associate professor of viral immunology at the University of Gulf, who has been researching the COVID vaccine. Doctor, thank you for joining us in part two of this interview with you. Is it accurate to now call this a pandemic of the unvaccinated? Or do you think those who are vaccinated could also be contributing to the emergence of these new variants?
10: Hi, Laura. Thanks for having me back. Absolutely. It's untrue. Uh, to be calling this a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Uh, in fact, I would argue that, and it's certainly untrue, uh, the, this flipping of the messaging to to scare people into thinking that the unvaccinated are somehow driving the emergence of novel variants. This goes against every scientific principle that we understand. Hmm. Uh, the reality amazing, is right? the yes. nature of the vaccines that we are using right now and the way we are rolling them out, are going to be applying the selective pressure to this virus to promote the emergence of new variants. Again, this is based on sound principles. We have to look no further than chemotherapy for cancers and the emergence of antibiotic-resistant strains of bacteria. The principles are this. If you have a biological entity that's prone to mutation, and the SARS coronavirus 2, like all coronaviruses, is prone to mutation. So if you have a biological entity like that, and you apply a narrowly focused, selective pressure that is non-lethal, and you do this over a long period of time, this is the recipe for driving the emergence of novel variants. And that's exactly what we're doing. Our vaccines are focused on a single protein of the virus. So the virus only has to alter one protein. And the vaccines do, don't come close to conferring sterilizing immunity. Um, people who are vaccinated still get infected. It only seems to be particularly good at blunting the disease, and so what that tells you, therefore, is is that these vaccines, in the vast majority of people, are applying a non-lethal pressure, narrowly focused on one protein, and of course, the vaccine rollout is occurring over a long period of time. That's the recipe for driving. So that's driving the
6: variants, and so it's exact. Your theory is that it's the exact opposite of what they're saying because they're trying to demonize. And intimidate those who have the chosen not created to be vaccinated the Delta variant. for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. So they're to blame. They should be shunned. They should be punished, denied services and so like It's
10: right. ridiculous. If, if anything, the unvaccinated uh, are likely acquiring, probably in pretty substantial numbers, naturally acquired immunity, which I would argue from an immunological perspective is going to be much more protective mm-hmm. than the vaccine-induced immunity against novel variants.
6: So... Again, something the administration refuses to address head on or accept the idea that you have B or T cell memory immunity to this ongoing virus and that you would not then need a vaccine, correct?
10: Yeah, it's shocking to me as an immunologist because basically, yes, you are correct. Essentially, our immune systems actually work. (laughs) Uh, They do respond to pathogens, and they do protect us from pathogens. And there are published papers. Uh, People can look up a paper done by by authors SETI and Crotty uh, that was published in in a nature journal, and it it shows very clearly, as do uh, several very good peer-reviewed publications, they show very clearly that naturally acquired immunity against SARS coronavirus 2 is very potent, it's very long-lasting, and importantly, in the context of novel variants, it's very broad in in its... uh, Scope, so it's going to be very balanced. We're going to have uh, lots of antibodies and T cells, and the thing is, it targets multiple components of the virus. And this not is very important. Not, just, just, yeah, not exactly. just the one protein. Not just yeah. Not just the one
6: protein. Exactly. That's why so that's we just should, it. So yeah, variants. So it.
10: variants will occur. Yeah, exactly. So variants will occur that are going to be able to bypass the vaccine-induced immunity. But those viruses aren't going to be changing all the other components that people who have naturally responded are protected against. Ooh.
1: Is that amazing? That is the most important thing to understand. And and real briefly, I had an mRNA treatment for Lyme disease. And the way it works, and this is in 2019 before anybody was talking about COVID, is they take your blood, they test your blood for Lyme disease. They determine various markers for various bacteria that are in your body that are Lyme bacteria. So you may have... Four different kinds and they have like all these numbers and letters so it's like the one two five nine z q bacteria whatever and they look at the numbers and they pick the one that is most prevalent in your blood and they create an mrna that targets that particular biomarker lyme bacteria And then they put it back into your... They freeze it. They send it back to me. They thaw it. I get one... uh, I got one shot. And then 10 days later, I got the second shot. And then when I was still not feeling well, like a year later, we did the test again. And we found the prevalent Lyme bacteria again and went through the same process. And now I feel great. Okay? So they took the... they, They created an mRNA with a target a targeted approach. So the mRNA is a a fascinating piece of medical um, treatment that is really is for cancer. And it treats certain cancers. It also treats certain viruses. And they found that it treated Lyme disease also, which is a bacteria infection in your blood from a tick bite. So what I'm saying is it made sense to me when I read up on it that this is uh, this is targeted. How can you give someone an mRNA to target something they may or may not get? Right. Because the the protein that the 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 variant of the COVID bacteria or uh, virus that's coming in your body. It's changing all the time, and you only have protection against one. So now, months later, there's different variants because that's what viruses do.
3: It keeps changing, they and it mutate. works different for everybody. You know, every person, everybody is different. So that it shows in a different way, and not everybody has the same symptoms. So it's, it's very hard for them to be able to attack just that one. Virus is especially right. having four of them. Too many
1: now. Th- different things. So if you have natural immunity, that's going to block it all out, and maybe blunt it, like he was saying, mm-hmm. you know, then you're you're good to go. That's why when you get the flu vaccine, and they say, oh well, we were a little off this year for this <laughs> variant, yeah. uh, it's only thirty three percent effective. It still cuts down your reaction to another type of variant because you have some basis. But the flu vaccine is very different from an mRNA. The mRNA is so targeted, it didn't make sense to me that you were giving it to everybody without testing their blood, without giving them an antihistamine, and without giving them yeah. a steroid. Because I had to take They're an using antihistamine they the same treatment for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why people were having these anaphylactic shock from it, because that's what could happen to you.
3: And there is nothing like you know your own body to cure itself. Uh, I mean, that was another proof this last time you got sick, and I didn't get sick. We were together mm-hmm. all this yeah. time. But I think my immune system is strong enough now after having COVID the first time and living through that already. And probably the one the time that we went to the Bahamas, remember, we both got we sick. came back sick? Yeah, we came back the cruise. sick. And then I got sick again. And now this third time, I believe my body is just strong enough to yeah. be able to. Could be. You know, comp- and also comp- you're comp- a healthy guy. Yeah, you take good care of yourself. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Do my best.
2: Yeah.
1: It is eight twenty-three on Saturday morning. Coffee filling in for Reese Boyd, Liz Calloway here with uh, Javier Lopez
3: and Liz and, Calloway. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and Glenn Die, of course, because this wouldn't be happening unless he were here. Uh, we'll be back in a moment.
0: us, 843-798-TALK, Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, on Talk 94.5.
9: Hello, Grand Strand, Mark Nash here, your local state farm insurance agent. As we enter into hurricane season, let's take a few minutes to review your homeowner's policy. Don't wait until it's too late to find out your home is not covered properly. You know, my mom always said you get what you pay for, so don't trust your beautiful home to just any insurance company. Call me today at 843-347-NASH to learn why State Farm is number one in the country in homeowner's insurance
11: and ask me about flood coverage as well. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Here's Tony Zach from Mr. Sparky. So we're doing a lot of generators right now on homes with natural gas. It's a pretty easy swap over to put in a generator. So Market Commons we're seeing a lot of, and we're seeing a lot in the new neighborhoods where they do have natural gas. We're able to come in, do a generator on the smaller side because they already have a lot of appliances that have gas. We're handling it the whole way through, from permit to all the way to showing you how to start it and showing you your investment. If you don't have natural gas, we're installing a lot of propane units as well. They come from the factory where we can make the change in the field to propane or natural gas. So we're able to work with one of our good suppliers on propane to make that transition very smooth. So you can find us online at MrSparkyGS.com. You don't have to put up
6: with any
4: malarkey call 888 Sparky
0: The Reese Boyd Radio Hour, two full hours on Talk 94.5
1: This music. Look at you go, Glenn.
2: You know what the song is? No. It's Green Eyed Lady.
1: Ooh, is it about jealousy? Um,
2: <laughs> I think it's about a lady with green eyes.
1: Oh. <laughs> how come there's no songs Green-eyed about lady, blue-eyed, blue-eyed girls?
3: Lady. I don't know. It's got to be one out there.
1: I used yeah. to like brown-eyed girl, yeah. and then I was like, don't I make my brown eyes blue." And I'm like, "What? What's wrong with blue-eyed girls? they were always like
2: making yeah. fun of us." Oh, and... Blue-eyed guy. <laughs> and how do you make your One-eyed brown eye eyes blue? But oh, sad. I see. Sad. Okay. Yeah. Sad. You Dun know, I have heard that. Gale? How, how long have we heard that song? Like forty-five, fifty years? And I'm just saying. Do you oh, have oh, it? it's sad. Can you pull it up? Uh, probably.
1: I I used to I used to love Crystal Gale's hair. Do you remember her hair? Do you know Crystal Gale? I don't hair?
3: know who you're talking about. See,
1: Javi came here in the '80s, so he kind of like missed miss a that. lot of the, the, the good the good old years. Yeah, but um, I used to be really mad about that song because. I thought it was, you know, you were making it, like, bad about Blue-Eyed Girls.
2: But... Wait, wait Brown-Eyed Girl, is that Van Morrison? Yeah, that that? you
1: know Brown-Eyed Yeah, Girl. but
2: I, I just don't, it's been don't, a while.
1: Do you know Crystal Gale?
2: Yeah. Okay. Don't I make my brown eyes blue? Or something like that. Isn't that how it goes? <laughs> <laughs> I was doing my Crystal Gale impersonation. All right, wait, That's wait. why do I don't.
1: We, do we have that song handy? Which one? Um, Crystal Gale.
2: Oh, uh, that, she is not. Wow, honest.
1: 1977, honey. This is before you. Oh, such a good song.
2: I was 14 years old,
7: honey.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's open skate time.
7: Don't know when I've been so blue. Don't know what come over you. That sounds nice.
1: I you found someone. My brown eyes she actually had the life. <laughs>
2: Man, I just turned down my lighting in here too, make it a little more <laughs> romantic.
1: All long, I
2: need a candle, a bottle of wine,
0: <laughs>
2: <a> Dr. Fauci. <laughs> <laughs> There you go, playing the hits yeah. while you're spraying your pits. Good morning.
1: <laughs> there she is. If I remember Crystal Gale. She was she was really good. Well, she, if, I, I, used if, to get her if I knew her
3: at that time, I was like, mm. I would remember too. But <laughs> what are you
1: saying, ago. honey? <laughs> you saying well, she's, she's hot? She's got the blue eyes. How about um, Jane Seymour? Yeah. Yeah.
2: What l- ever l- happened
1: to Crystal Gale anyway?
2: Um, I don't know. Let's ask. Where is she at? Let's use Google. Like Biden didn't <laughs> this morning. <laughs>
1: <laughs> whatever. I know Jane Seymour, she's selling all sorts of skincare or something.
2: Yeah. Wow, with 16 number one hits to her credit, Crystal Gale uh, placed herself firmly in the country music history. So whatever happened to her? Well, now a mother and grandmother, the 70-year-old Crystal Gale, wow. is still singing and will hopefully be touring again when things get back to normal. So you might still have a chance to... Uh,
3: Wow! What would that be?
2: Back to normal? Um, the old normal. This was <laughs> yeah. This was March first, twenty twenty one. Twenty fifty one.
1: Fauci. We have a virologist who is a germaphobe and a hypochondriac running the country right now. So I don't know if we're getting back getting to normal anytime mm-hmm. soon. In fact, you have a clip um, for kind of him. A little I, bit of Fauci. I think I think he's saying that we got vaccinated for nothing. Just to kind of dovetail on what we're talking about.
4: He's so smart. Now that we have a delta variant. That has changed the entire landscape, because when you look at the level of virus in the nasopharynx of a vaccinated person who gets a breakthrough infection with Delta, it is exactly the same as the level of virus in a unvaccinated Uh, person who's infected.
1: So that's
4: the problem. So those data are very compelling. And that triggered the change (laughs) in the CDC guideline
1: to wear a mask. While you're vaccinated. So we got vaccinated for nothing.
4: Just put a
3: mask so on. So
1: you got vaccinated for nothing. How do you feel about that? Gun, are you mad that you got vaccinated?
2: No, I'm, I, I, I'm not because there's, well...
1: Which one did you get?
2: Kind of sometimes. Um, Pfizer.
1: Okay, so Pfizer. you got the two?
2: Yeah, and I actually, you know, I inquired. I said, hey, ask him for a friend. Um, if you've had COVID and you've already had one shot, do you really need that second shot? They say and no. They were Well, at that time, they were like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it, it, it is what it is. I mean, I'm 60. I've had a good life. So, you know, I mean, you know. No, you wouldn't think that way. Uh, no, no. <laughs> I mean, the if I is afraid to die. No, nah, I'm not afraid to die. I, really? I, no. You took I, the shot. I, I know exactly where I'm at. Well, going. you took the shot uh yeah yeah so you're afraid to die i, I even asked the nurse can you make it Good more exciting point, honey. i wanted her to stand back and throw that thing at me like a dart you know and make it a little more exciting and actually when you sit down they wanted to do it on my right arm and i'm i turned i instantly turned my chair around and she goes uh what are you doing i said i'd rather have it my left arm and she's like oh, okay but i knew my arm could get sore and kinda of wanted my right arm.
1: Well we we've actually seen we've seen it happen yeah. to someone. We saw an elderly gentleman gentleman who got the vaccine and hasn't been Looks able later, to move. Still he, he hasn't been able to move his arm. It's like down and atrophied.
4: Mm.
1: It's um it's like scary. And yeah. you know, my mom, she's gonna be eighty, she does not want to get vaccinated and I'm not gonna force her to
2: Right. You my, know my parents don't either. Oh, okay. Oh no my parents no way. Mm mm
1: Interesting. Mm-hmm. So I, I said, Well, I'm not going to get. I, listen, I told her, I said, Whatever the doctor, do with it, let the doctor explain it to you. I mean, I, I don't know what to tell you yeah. because it ha- has to be something that you're at peace with. So if you get sick and you end up with COVID pneumonia, You made your choice. Right. And then if you get sick and you survive it and you're like, okay, well, now I have natural immune... Like, I don't know what's going to happen. I can't... No one knows. You have to... But if you get the
3: shot, then who knows what's going to happen to you?
1: I'm not going to do it on purpose. Like, I wouldn't go out on purpose and get COVID. Right. So I'm not going to go out on purpose and get the vaccine because I don't know what it's going to do to me. Right. I've already had an mRNA. I've already have uh, Lyme disease. I've already had COVID, like, at least once, maybe twice, maybe three times. So I really don't, you know.
2: But I, they say, like, you see the people in the hospital that are on life support, basically, a ventilator, yeah, and right. that they are very sorry that they didn't get the vaccine, that they have put themselves in this situation. It is a lot of mind games going on here. And, mm-hmm. you know, one group trying to convince you of this, the other group convince you of that. But when you see the guy in bed. If you think bra- about it,
3: it's like any other disease. You can have cancer. You can have diabetes. You can, What is it going to? you know prevent it from happening you know oh well i should taking a shot for diabetes what well, do we don't have a shot for diabetes like yeah. what would you think of? what you, like, you should you know, do is
1: exactly. take good care of yourself exactly. you shouldn't say i should have gotten the vaccine what you should say is i should have made sure that my immune system was healthy i should have taken better care of myself throughout my life i should have taken my vitamins right. and i should have paid attention to myself and you know um, there are some some things you just have a predisposition for, hereditary situation or whatever. Um, I don't really know the answer. Nobody knows the answer. F- Fauci thinks he does, but is what are they doing? Are they trying to scare us into submission?
2: Oh yeah, fear, fear, yeah, yeah.
1: fear is a big thing. We'll talk more about that mm-hmm. on the other side.
2: Uh, well, you want, you want to hit Dan Bongino before we go on the other side because I'm not ready to go to the other side. Oh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's what I had lined
4: up.
12: Yeah, <laughs> let's do it.
1: All yeah. right. If you want to play uh, Dan Bongino, he airs here, by the way, uh, noon weekdays.
2: Yeah, noon to three.
4: But here, Axios today. I woke up to this again this morning. The nonstop fear campaign. Axios by Ivana Sarik. Headline. Fauci fears a COVID variant worse than Delta could be coming. So we had Delta. Then we have Delta Plus. Now we're at Delta Plus Plus Plus. Delta Quadruple Plus. As I said, he's going to sound like a fraternity or a sorority soon. Delta Kappa Phi, Phi Kappa Epsilon, Epsilon Delta Phi, Delta Nu, Delta Nu, (laughs) Nu, Nu, Delta, Nu, Nu, Epsilon Delta 6. It'll never, ever stop until you make it stop.
2: That was pretty good.
4: Now, they they really hate Florida, Joe Biden, because Ron DeSantis has done a relatively good job down here compared to other states, balancing freedoms, the economy, and the need to try to control the the, the, uh, the deaths from this virus. There will be deaths, sadly. We live in a world of, where viruses and bacteria and pathogens exist. But Ron DeSantis has done a good job. But they don't like that because they love the fear campaign. Yeah.
1: They love the fear campaign. That's what's on the... Um that's, I think, was is going to be a major part of 2022's election. Mm-hmm. Um, are people, you know, are they trying to scare everybody to stay exactly. home so they don't vote? Are they trying to scare everybody to stay home and to vote again? With mail-in ballots and make all this COVID oh, yeah. restrictions again for voting mm-hmm. so they can have control again of the election?
2: Well, and they're hoping and praying that letting all those illegals in through the border, the millions... That yeah, you're going to get all those, votes all those votes from
3: the illegals, yeah. but you don't have to require any ID or anything. Yeah. You just come and vote, and then get them all the votes from by mail. <laughs> That's yeah, <it>. yeah.
1: <laughs> we'll have to see, because, you know, you could vote from... Through mail, if you, I mean, what do you have to do? Just tell them you're out. I don't even know. Like, how do you get a mail-in ballot? Anybody can just get the ballot and vote. Hey, want to thank Biden for letting us in the country. Mm -hmm. Let's show him our Here's my vote. Yeah.
3: Here's my vote. Take it. It is
1: 837. Let's take a break. We're almost done with this show. Here we are.
3: No, we're
4: not. Keep going. (laughs) Rocket man.
0: Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, and more coming up next on Talk 94.5.
8: Hi, everybody, it's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, and we're here today talking with Scott Pyle of Pyle Financial Services. Scott, we've talked many times about how life is so uncertain these days. We're coming out of a pandemic, there's a transition in the administration so much uncertainty in the world. How does Powell Financial Services assist its clients in coping with such uncertain times?
9: Well, Reese, we have developed and refined a proprietary process that we call the Wealth Audit. It helps families prepare for what we believe can be some of the most significant legislative and investor-related changes coming next year. This is the year to plan. Folks,
8: I encourage you to reach out. That's great financial advice from Scott Pyle. It's Pyle Financial Services. Reach them anytime at 843-945-4480 or find them online at PyleFinancialServices.com. It's Pyle Financial Services, aligning wealth with purpose.
1: Securities and advisory services offered through Prospera Financial Services. Member FinRocific.
0: Saturday morning coffee. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours, full hours on Talk 94.5.
1: To all our texters on the Computers.com text line, I'm not able to answer everybody. I tried to do a little bit on the break. Thank you so much for um, texting. in. hey, uh, I did get uh, a text from someone that said, not all of us are self-employed. So our choices are death by lethal injection or die homeless on the street. And, um, you know, that's really becoming a big issue right now. They're, they're thinking about requiring it. Uh, of the military for you to get vaccinated. They're, they're um, federal employees, hospital employees, um, state employees. It depends on what state you live in. Um, and uh, it's a real it's a real problem. And the question becomes, and this is uh, you know, there's a thing coming up called Walkout Wednesday. Look it up. hashtag# walkout Wednesday at noon, Eastern time. Um, it starts, but of course, um, they're saying walk out at noon, you know uh, across the country. Hmm. If your job is requiring you to get vaccinated or else walk out at noon, I guess it's, you know, during your lunch break.
3: Yeah. What are you going to do? You just get fired, lose your job because you walk out of the job. I mean, that's the repercussions that's going to happen that like you walk out of the job, you walk out of your job and you come back and you have no job. You're like, you're so, gone.
1: So what are you supposed to do? You know, that CNN is following suit. They They fired some people from CNN right because they refuse to get vaccinated every anchor on tv newsmax fox news you name it they say hey you these shouldn't be vax these mandates shouldn't be vaccinated but i'm vaccinated my whole family's vaccinated and i think to myself why are all these tv anchors saying that they're vaccinated
3: asking for the proof Yeah. show me your papers
1: exactly show me <laughs> you show me your papers and i'll show you mine um i really don't know where this is headed um and uh, I'm wondering that we we get a lot of messages and if if you are in that type of job and they're requiring you to get vaccinated and you do not want to get vaccinated how are you planning on handling this? Text us on the pcrxcomputers.com text line 843-798 talk 7988255. There's a whole thing that people are saying that is like, you know, um I'm going to tell them that, you know, I I I have a medical reason why I can't. Um, I'm going to tell them that I have a religious reason why I can't. Well, the religi- religious reason has nothing to do with aborted baby parts being used.
3: Well, it was the same way like when they said, uh, I'm not wearing a mask. Well, why don't you wear a mask? Well, I have a medical reason not to wear a mask. Did they believe it? They didn't believe it.
1: Well, I think now you would have to present some kind of proof from a doctor as to why you can't get vaccinated.
3: What what kind of doctor is giving that? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't know of anybody that is getting papers from the doctors that says you can't have the vaccine.
1: Well, now they're saying that there's a money trail. So, um, and I don't know if it's true, but I'm going to put it out there, that there are federal dollars on the line. And I think uh, I was reading on Breitbart that, that Biden was talking about that. Any organization that does not require... Um, vaccines that get federal dollars they will be denied their money so what they're saying is they will allow for a certain amount of medical exemptions and religious exemptions and if you do not make it into that whatever percentage that may be um, that is allowed then that organization is going to lose their federal money Um, and so if it's a hospital they only allow x number of medical and religious exemptions So what happens to the rest of the people? Show me
3: your papers. They will have to take the shot. That's what happens. Or they will lose their job.
1: I don't know. I don't know what is exactly happening. Now, we have um, something that I want to play for you. And uh, Liz Wheeler talking about COVID being more about Marxism than about your health. Maybe that's what it's all about.
7: Oh
13: is about marxism this is I'm the broader purpose mistakes. of the left and you can see this everything that you mentioned in your monologue the destruction of the family the destruction of community the violation of religious liberty these are these are tenets of marxism and and as carol said our leaders our politicians don't believe what they're saying nancy pelosi's not wearing a mask anymore The CDC, when responding to a FOIA request about randomized controlled clinical trials of masks against COVID, they actually answered, there are none that we know of. They are forcing us to do these things. Masks is a good example here, especially with children, especially in schools, when they know that it's a farce, they know it's a falsity, they know that unvaccinated children have the same likelihood of dying from COVID-19 as a vaccinated 30-year-old. So they're using masks to deprive parents of their parental rights and to um, and to mandate conformity with what they know will ultimately help them achieve their political goals.
1: That is some scary stuff. Bottom I, I, line,
3: it comes all like everything is turning political over here.
1: <laughs> yeah. I you know I often um, I actually subscribed to the Teen Vogue newsletter, um it, and the reason why I do that is because Teen Vogue you know Vogue magazine mm-hmm. okay a lot of young women like to read it and look at the fashion or whatever, but Teen Vogue is geared toward that you know fifteen sixteen, seventeen year old right, um and I and I just was wondering what is in Teen Vogue now I remember like. You know, Seventeen magazine came out when I was a kid and we used to read it. There used to be some stories that had, um, you know, a little bit too much like sex information, Mm -hmm. you know, is like, you know, a lot of Dear Abby type of articles or whatever. Cosmo is very, very porn, soft porn, if Mm -hmm. you will. Um, Like I read Cosmo for the articles, you know, right? Okay. (laughs) well, Teen Vogue is so Marxist. It is completely socialist. It is pro-lesbian culture. And Hmm. Teen Vogue is now urging young readers in a recent online publication, which I get, okay, because I want to see what they're telling people, and I often bring it up during my show, is they want the teen girls to mobilize toward building a, quote, socialist future and shift the tide in favor of socialism, because it is the only system that will guarantee us a livable planet and life unburdened from economic exploitation, crushing debt and racial castes. While claiming they also claim there is no future for us under capitalism. Now, I'm going to tell you something. If our Republicans are not focusing on young women, <laughs> they are really. Making a huge mistake exactly. because the socialists are gunning for the women. Young women.
2: But be- there's like a disclaimer at the bottom that said uh, socialism's never worked in any <laughs> prior right. history. Um, you know, some type of disclaimer because, I mean, they're pushing out false crap.
1: It is it is feminist to the socialist degree, mm. and it is um, it is really just corrupting the minds of young women. And there needs to be some intervention there. Fast. It is 8 49. Let's take our last break. We'll be back in a moment. It can't stop. I wonder.
0: Saturday morning coffee. Call the show at 843 903 2945. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour. Returns after these on Talk 94.5.
8: Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee. And we're here today talking with Greg Sisson of the Greg Sisson team. So, Greg, we all know the real estate market is super hot right now.
7: Can you give folks a quick snapshot of what's going on? It's never been a more hot seller's market in my career. I mean, just think one year ago, we had nearly 4,000 homes for sale. Today, we have less than 1,100 on the market and 40% more homes are selling each month. So complete opposite of what we had a year ago.
8: You've been in this market for over 24 years
7: locally. How does that experience translate to benefit your clients? You're right, Reese. Doing this for 24 years, we've learned a few things, and we specialize in better communication, giving our clients more peace of mind, and just handling all the details, streamlining the process. Reach
8: Greg and the Greg Sisson team at 843-251-2693 or you can schedule your appointment online at gregsisson.com. The Greg Sisson team, your choice for real estate experts here along the Grand Strand. Give them a call the day. Hi, everybody. It's attorney Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour here on WTKN. I'm also a practicing attorney with the firm of Davis and Boyd Attorneys at Law here in Myrtle Beach. These are certainly trying and uncertain times for individuals, families, and businesses here along the Grand Strand. Please know that our team of professionals at Davis and Boyd stands ready to assist you with all of your personal and business legal needs. So if we can assist you in any way, give us a call at 839-9800. That's Davis and Boyd attorneys at law.
0: Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5.
1: To Saturday morning coffee, Liz Calloway here filling in with Javier Lopez and Glenn Dye for the vacationing Reese Boyd. Uh, in, I don't believe he will be back next week either. No, he will not. Still on vacation. He'll be back uh, the following week. you can have another person, right?
2: Uh, not necessarily. I do not know. I'm out of the loop. Uh, ah. My understanding is we may be doing a, uh, a best of. A best of?
1: Off. Yep. All right. All right, so I just kind of looked up the numbers, and, it, and as uh, you need to know, that covid is a real thing there are people um that are getting seriously ill from it there are people that are getting uh sick and managing it there's people that are going to um there's a place carolina holistic medicine uh we've been they don't advertise here but i've been uh telling people about it you know they they handle um treatments that are you know available and uh, they can help you out with that so if you need you know, some kind of questions answered, give a call over to there if you're not happy with your regular doctor is saying with all their um, restraints on them and you want to help yourself. Uh, you know, you got to get those other opinions. Uh, Everybody is different. Now, Horry County right now, uh, hospitals in our region, in the PD region here, 95.4% occupied. That's up from mm-hmm. the other day. Um, so we are in uh, 95% and a half occupied. Uh, 93 beds are currently occupied by COVID patients. Uh, 27 ICU beds are occupied by COVID patients. And 12 uh, of the patients that are ventilated are COVID uh, patients. So keep that in mind. It's a real disease. You need to protect yourself. The goal is not to get it. The goal is to keep yourself healthy. Get vaccinated if your doctor tells you that's the the only way um, you're going to protect yourself. And you have to make your own decisions, but know how to stay healthy, know how to treat it. There are treatments out there um, that you can take early on to prevent um, yourself from getting sicker. And don't wait till you feel like you're breathing through a straw. Don't wait. Georgetown, 72% occupied. It's a little lower. A lot lower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 72%. The hospitals are losing money at 72%. 24%, um, sorry, 24 beds are, are currently occupied by COVID-19 patients. Nine ICU beds are occupied by COVID-19 patients. And two out of all the people that are ventilated are COVID-19 patients. So Georgetown doing a lot better than Horry County. But as you know, um, we have a, a tremendous influx of, of tourists here. So.
3: so maybe that's all it is, is we got people coming from another part of another part of the country yeah getting covered over here yeah and there's probably not a lot, of, from a lot South of mixing Carolina.
1: and mingling um, happening so you know like I said we all know how to protect yourself social distancing washing your hands keeping your immune system healthy um, really the most important things I also wanted to uh, remind you that today there is a golf outing the Myrtle Beach uh, Christian church are we going Uh, Yes, we're going to be going over to River Oaks um, Golf Course, and we're going to be saying hi to everybody. Nick Summers will be there. That's his church. They do a fundraiser every year, so it's going to be, I think the doors open like at noon, and then uh, the golf tournament gets started at two. There's raffles and all sorts of stuff. Contest,
2: Contests, right. like closest to the pin, longest drive. Yeah. I heard the ads from oh. Nick. And it <laughs> sounds like a great opportunity to get out there. And yeah, hopefully the rain won't move in until later this afternoon. Yeah. It's over.
1: That's what we're hoping. Mm-hmm. Um, September 7th, mark your calendar. We're doing uh, something with the Asher Theater, the Red Hats of America is doing a great event there at the Asher Theater. It's a Tuesday night. You can go to Asher, ashertheater.com com to get more information. James Stevens the Third will be offering um, a free concert. He's actually he's free, but yeah. all of us have to pay, yeah. um, and all the proceeds are going to. Um, Build that tiny home we're trying mm-hmm. to build uh, for the Veterans Welcome Home and Resource Center. They're building a tiny home village for veterans that are homeless, yeah. and uh, it costs fifteen. 15 it actually 000. costs seventeen thousand five hundred dollars. But for every home, um, if we can raise fifteen thousand, they kick in. Twenty five hundred. Wow! So we need fifteen thousand dollars. We want to make we want to make one of those homes for sure. And
2: uh, the originator Don Bao, and James Stevens III third will be in studio here at ten o'clock with uh, Tim McGinnis this morning, ten to eleven.
1: Very good. All right. So you'll hear more about that at ten o'clock on Tim McGuinness's show. Mm-hmm. Um, what else is going on? Anything else?
3: Not that I know. You know I think... my calendar. is all good.
1: I know. I, I want to make sure that we get all the uh, events in that we need to talk about. I really don't know of any other. I think there is something coming up. Of course, Backpack Buddies, they are in full swing of collecting all donations for kids going back to school. As we did the Fostering Hope, we collected a lot of shoes for the kids going back to school. So we hope, um, you know, you have a chance to, to give for sure. All right, Javi.
2: Thanks for getting up early with me this morning, guys. I I should have just slept over. We all could have... Come in together. Well, we know. can try that next time. Although you got <laughs> up an hour early, and then I, yeah, I, I would have been in the way. I woke way. up the whole house
1: this <laughs> yeah. morning. That's why yeah. I say I would
2: have been in the way because you yeah, had an hour Exactly. Early, yeah,
1: so. All right. Two, well,
2: two's company, three's a crowd, Glenn. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we hope you all have a great um, uh, weekend, and, and Glenn, have a great birthday dinner.
2: Oh, I will. I, I have yeah. no idea do where do I'm do going, but it's going to be special. I do know that. <laughs> a
1: belated birthday dinner. Have yeah. a great weekend, everybody, and uh, Saturday morning coffee with Reese. Uh, He'll be back on the show in a couple of weeks. You'll have another uh, sub in next
4: week.
0: Have Have fun. Have a great one. Thanks for waking up with Saturday Morning Coffee. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5